Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in listening to the best podcast on the entire planet, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And before I get into this episode, we're going to have a brief word from our sponsor. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Zendependently Minded. I have not died. I have not quit the podcast. I've just been busy and I've been waiting for an internet upgrade because the last time I made a video, it actually took like six hours to upload the video. It was crazy. Um, But I'm back. Back with some more ignorant, uh, uneducated opinions. Sorry for the crinkling, I mean some chocolate. But hopefully I can provide entertainment or whatever. Whatever is your reasoning, your sick reasoning for watching the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, oh well. I'm drinking some some peach tea today, if you're wondering. Um, yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, who knows how much longer we're going to be on here. Especially as we get into uh, vaccine booster territory and shit. I'm getting real sick of it. I'm going to talk about it a little more in this episode. A little bit later, maybe in the future. Or maybe if I don't fucking feel like it, I'm not going to talk about it. But, I don't know. If I slip up and I say something that's not accepted, I could be off YouTube for a week and then that'll be my second strike. Or my first strike or whatever, however the fuck it works. Um... But oh yeah, if you're on YouTube, you got to you're you're lucky enough to skip through the the one ad that I have. You know, I was doing some math the other day cuz I listen to podcasts all the time. Depending on my mood, uh depending on what I'm doing, if I'm working on my books or if I'm working on sc- if I'm working on schoolwork, I can usually listen to a podcast, but I'm when I'm writing and I'm editing, I usually listen to classical music, music without lyrics so I can focus. But when I'm driving most of the time now, um Unless I need to get woken up by some hype music. I'm listening to podcasts and there are like five really that I mainly listen to. The main ones are uh, Tuesdays with Stories by Joe List and Mark Norman. Which by the way, I'm actually going to go see Joe List in Berlin next month. I'm super excited because I know there's not going to be a lot of people there. And yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians. I've definitely grown to love that guy's material. And then of course, their podcast is top top three for me. I, da- I listen to every single episode, even their Zoom Zoom ones. But I, of course, listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to the episodes that interest me, so not every single episode. Um, every week I listen to The Joint with Joey Diaz. I listen to... Um, there's one more that I'm listening to all the time. Andrew Schultz, Flagrant, Flagrant 2. I'm listening to that one all the time. And I think there's one more that I'm listening to, but I also listen to Theo Vaughn's. He doesn't upload his as often, but yeah, so there's a bunch of podcasts. Oh yeah, and then of course, Two Bears, One Cave, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, and then uh, Tom Segura and Christina P's, um Your Mom's House. Every episode of those, I listen to it, unless there's some, some guest on there that I don't really give a shit about, which is rare. But, you know, I was doing the math, just assuming, so assuming the amount that I'm making for my ad right now, for my sponsorship, I was applying that to like the six ads that Christina and Tom had on your mom's house the other day. And I was doing the math. I was looking. They had like, at the time, they had like 330,000 views. And just say, for example, 
um, I'm not even sure if I should be saying my number, so I'm just going to make some up. So for for every thousand views, you get 10 bucks, say that, or for every thousand streams, listens, assuming that applies to YouTube. They got like 300,000 listens, right? So 300,000 times, no, so 300 times 10 is 3,000 bucks, right? So that's 3,000 bucks for one ad, and then they got six ads. So they're making like, they're making like, what is that, like $18,000? I don't know my math, but yeah, I'm sure you guys get what I'm saying. If you're, if you have a steady podcast, if you're, if you're only getting like still like 5,000, 10,000, that's like an extra hundred, 150 bucks, depending on how many ad rolls you have and how many sponsorships you have. That's, that's fun, man. That's really exciting. And it's really promising, especially seeing how far uh, podcasting has come in the past few years. And I hope to get to that point. I only have one right now. It's not a steady flow. But I do it for the passion. I do it for fun. And, yeah. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, please continue to support the podcast. Continue to continue to share the podcast with everybody. My audience is growing at a, a faster rate than I thought. Honestly. It's growing at a faster rate than I thought. Um, so obviously my my background is this stupid kind of like <coughs> boomer meme of Tucker Carlson. So if you guys don't know, the jury is actually on the second day of de- deliberations to decide the fate of Kyle Rittenhouse. And one of the people that he shot and killed, if, uh, there's actually a video out there you can watch all over the internet. But this guy, Joseph Rosenbaum. So this dude was a pedophile molester. I actually saw a funny meme about him. So, uh, and this is, this is one of them. It says, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum died as he had lived trying to touch an unwilling minor. Because if you don't know, Rosenbaum has a long, long, long list of, of crimes that he's committed, including the sexual molestation of five to nine year olds. So it was multiple, not just one. So as far as I'm concerned, that piece of shit can rot in hell and you can see him dropping the N word. Um, he should be canceled for that. Uh, Black Lives Matter should be celebrating the fact that that dude got shot. I hope that he suffered. If you've seen the video, it looks like he suffered. Uh, fuck that guy. Super massive piece of shit. Um, as far as Kyle Rittenhouse, this, it's a, it's an interesting, for me, I 100%, ah, 99% defend him. Because he has the right... People are not mentioning that he has multiple family members that live in Kenosha. Which is probably the main reason why he was there in the first place. He went there with a the gun. You know, he was running away from the two or three people that he shot at. They were attacking him. Rosenbaum was saying, shoot me, N-word, shoot me, N-word. And he got what he wanted. I don't know. He should be thanking him. <laughs> but, I mean, it's weird that Kyle was there. But he had his reasons to be there. And if you're going to, if you're going to hold him accountable for being there and causing violence, you need to do that for everybody else that was burning the city down, rioting and looting and destroying their own city. There is no excuse. There is no logical, there are some serious logical hoops that you have to jump through to defend rioting and looting. It's ridiculous. It's always a, oh, eat the rich. Oh, burn it all down. Oh, insurance will pay. Well, insurance didn't pay for a lot of people, including that one guy who, 
He put his life savings into a bar, and then the bar got burned down, and they even broke back in later to steal the safe that he had, that had the little bit of money that he had left. So, it's weird that he was there. I wish that he wasn't. Um, it might have been a little harsh to, to celebrate Rosenbaum's death, but that guy shouldn't have been there. He, he wasn't going to do anything good there. He should never be around, allowed to be around kids. Who knows how many other kids were there at those protests. That guy was a piece of garbage. He got what he deserved. And we're going to see what happens. But as of now, the deliberations are underway. And, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, you know, I wanted Kyle to get off until I saw the video of him crying. And then I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Let him rot. Give him, put him in the electric chair. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I hope he gets off. Because uh, at the end of the day, you have... You have the right to defend yourself and, you know, the the right to bear arms and defend yourself, which is the main point of bearing arms in the first place. That, you know, that's under scrutiny right now. So we're going to see what happens. I saw this ridiculous tweet. Uh, this girl was like, ah, oh, you know, Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum uh, was robbed of his life. And uh, in, in, in return, Rittenhouse should be robbed of his life. And I was like... You know who was robbed? The the five to nine year olds that were molested and assaulted by Rosenbaum. They're going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives in their heads. Their self-confidence is going to plummet if it hasn't already. Their development is going to be stunted. Their, their view and trust of, of adults, including especially adult males, their ability to be intimate with their partners in the future, just their overall psyche... That was robbed from them. So I don't want to hear shit about, about that. Rosenbaum got what he deserved. And then the other dude who got his hand shut off, shot off and he looked like the uh, he looked like the main orc from The Hobbit. The one who, who fought uh, and killed uh, Thorin Oakenshield. His hand looks weird. I think that guy also was a piece of shit too. But so you can fact check me on that if you even care or if you're even still listening to this episode. But... That's the first thing I wanted to open. I didn't actually want to open up with Rittenhouse, but I did, so. Another thing I saw, so, man, let me pull up this article on my phone real quick so I can get the hand signal, but I read this article from The Guardian, and I don't want to, I hate, I talked about in the past how, like, feel-good stories are not actually feel-good stories. It's like a horrible premise, like, so-and-so lost his entire family in a fire, and the fire department gifted him a chocolate frog from Harry Potter. Like, alright, we'll just ignore the fact that his family died, but yeah, it's weird. This is kind of one of those stories, too. So there was a teen that was actually, she she put up a hand signal that's this. For people who don't know, you put your thumb in, and then your wrist, your uh, close your fist like that, your thumb inside. That's actually a, a hand signal that was spread across TikTok. And made famous and it uh, allowed uh, this lady to notice a girl that kept doing that in traffic so police were called and the the man driving that car ended up actually having kidnapped that girl so it's a it's a signal that gestures uh domestic distress or domestic violence so a 16 year old girl actually saw this happening she saw a girl doing that this signal and because of tiktok thanks to tiktok it's weird to say she was able to rescue a girl from who knows what, who knows what fate, 
Um, you know, I'm waiting for the story to develop more. Maybe it'll fall into obscurity, but... TikTok isn't all bad. And I, I like to be dramatic, but... My brother showed me a couple funny TikToks. I like to cringe at them. And overall, I don't think TikTok should be taken away. It's just like Vine. Um, there was some good stuff, some funny stuff, and a lot of cringe, but... Kids are going to be kids. If I'm going to sit here and pretend like I was in cringe when I was a kid, I'm still in cringe. One of the first things my fiance said when she listened to my, she watched my first video podcast was that it was cringe. <laughs> one of my best friends, the one who gave me feedback, told me not to talk about politics. He also said he spotted cringe within like the first 15 seconds of the video. So leave the kids alone, but. Yeah, the more you know. Don't ever say, I'm going to put this under self-help and education uh, on, on YouTube. Put it in the recommended feed for, for the, the millions of people that look up how to tie a tie on YouTube. Um, ah, yes, let's get into the good stuff. So, there's a bra- So Austria is turning into a shit show. I said it before because I've been to Austria a couple times and I had some. I had an amazing, amazing time. In July, I went to a town called Innsbruck, Austria, and I went to this, like, crystal clear, like, turquoise blue lake with my fiancé. It was beautiful. It was super fun. The hotel was right in the in the heart of the city where we could walk, and we could see the bits of architecture that had been around since the 14, 1300s, and even before that. Austria is one of my favorite places. Of all the places I've been, it's in my top three, actually. It's... I'm not a big city guy. I'm a I'm a nature guy. So I love the mountains, I love the Alps, and I went there just for that. There was a lake that I wanted to see for months, uh maybe even years, and I finally got to go see it. But Austria is getting absolutely insane right now with their lockdowns. They're getting more and more Orwellian as the days pass. And one of the things that they actually and due to COVID, it's not just Austrians being crazy, but so, there is a brothel in Austria that's offering free entry and private sessions for free for those who get vaccinated on-site. So, they are now selling sex. They are paying you with sex to get the vaccine. Sign me up. Moving it. No, I'm just playing. I saw, um, I know a lot of people in America um, that don't know the laws revolving around sex work and uh, even even alcohol. Some people know, like, oh, you can drink beer when you're a kid. You can also, apparently, I don't know if this is a new thing, but 14-year-olds were allowed into these brothels. So you can get the jab to more or less arm yourself against COVID, and then you can also get an STD because I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Oh, they get tested. Oh, okay, go te- go try it out then. Try it out. Uh, with no rubber. <laughs> I don't know what else to say that hasn't been said. This is not okay. You can't be offering sex and fucking free lottery tickets and uh, free like a free burger. Like, wasn't it, uh, didn't uh, the mayor of New York, wasn't he offering burgers, free burgers at a fast food joint for if you get the vaccine? It's like, bro, New Yorkers are already exposed enough to covid you're making them more and more obese 
You're giving them shittier food for free and all all that just for a vaccine that is getting less and less effective as time passes because more and more variants are passing. The Delta variant is about to be fucking... That's COVID-20. That's COVID-20. No one gives a fuck about the Delta variant. We got the we got the Omega variant and the, the Bravo variant coming out soon and the Lambda variant and the, the Kebab variant and whatever. So... It's a bit distasteful and a bit yucky to me to offer sex for vaccine. At this point, if you've gotten, if you're not vaccinated, it's because you don't want to or you can't because of a health, a health uh, reason or religious reason. Even I know a lot of people are pulling that religious reason uh, that aren't really religious. I know a couple people who have gotten the flu vaccine. Well, I heard about people who've gotten the flu vaccine. They got it this year, but they decided not to get the... What's the one my lighting? Anyway, I knew, uh, I heard from a coworker about some people who got the flu shot this year and then said for religious reasons they are not going to get the COVID vaccine. So I wish I could pull that, but it's a little bit too late because I've said before I got the two doses of Moderna because... I was told if I got the vaccine, herd immunity would come into play and the pandemic would be over. But it turns out trying to vaccinate a big part, a big percentage of the population actually forces and encourages and pushes and increases the likelihood of variants, which is what we're seeing right now. I talked about it in the Robert Malone, Jimmy Dore episode. He is an epidemiologist. He is uh, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology and he explained it he explained that the vaccine is good and it absolutely he got it because he's he's at risk and he's older and he had something happen to him in the past but the vaccine should be used for the elderly and the people that have pre-existing conditions that are at high risk and then the rest of the people are going to survive it there's a high 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 survival rate for people that do not have pre-existing conditions they take their vitamin D or they take the vitamins. They get a, a moderate amount of exercise. The exercise you're supposed to be getting anyways, which I'm not going to talk that much shit because I've been slacking too. Um, when I'm on call at work, when I'm waiting for stuff to happen, I'll go and I'll lift weights, but I'm not, everyone can improve their workout lifestyle. Cameron Haynes, probably the most athletic man in the entire planet. He can always improve. There's always improvements to be made for lifestyle and diet and exercise and stuff like that. And speaking of low risk for death, I talked about this in the past. Children. Right now, children are getting vaccinated around where I live. 5 to 11 year olds are free to get vaccinated. And I've said it in the past, and I I wholeheartedly believe this. If you want to go get your kid vaccinated, that is 100% your choice. I'm glad that you're not listening to what anybody says. There are a lot of kids out there that need the vaccine because they're obese. They have a heart pal- pal- palpitation or uh, they had pneumonia, a bad case of pneumonia that permanently damaged their lungs. There are reasons for kids to get vaccinated and it's nobody's business. But the mandating of child vaccinations is not okay. I don't know the official numbers. Last time I talked, 499 total children out of 74 million children that are living in the United States 499 out of 74 million died of COVID since January of 2020. 
the risk of myocarditis is extremely high for children. Uh, it's not extremely high. I shouldn't be dramatic. It is increased 37 times for a, for males that are from the age of 24 and under. So 24 and under, you have a chance of getting myocarditis, a higher chance than other people who are getting the vaccine. Myocarditis is inflammation of the heart, for people who don't know. So that all being said, there is a very, very, very low chance of a child getting COVID and dying of it. Um, and actually, Marty McCary, who is an expert, he's a scientist, he actually estimated, it's hard to tell, but of the less than 1,000 kids who have died of COVID since January 2020, 10 to 20 of them were healthy. So 10 to 20 of them were healthy. So do the math. Let's just take the higher number. 20 out of 74 million children died of COVID that were healthy. So 20. I know 20 kids. And I know of zero people who have died of COVID. Um, and that's not to say that the disease... I don't need to I don't need to go into all that. But I just don't understand why it's being mandated. And I'm going to come to a crossroads soon because... The vaccine is mandatory in my job. I just got an apartment. Obviously, my income mostly goes... Most of my income, the uh, big chunk of my income, probably about a little less than half of, of, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. I need my job to live. I just signed a two-year lease. I'm going to stay in this apartment. I love it. It's great. It's perfect. I have basically my own podcast studio, my own, uh, my own office room. Every single day at my job, I have to log that I don't have symptoms and it has my vaccine history already. And the FDA is probably this week or next week going to approve booster shots for adults. So I'm going to have to make a choice soon. Uh, because I said, I and I stand, I stand pretty firm. I'm not getting another shot because I'm not going to get 54 shots. I'm not going to get shots all the way till I'm 60 years old, till I'm 70 years old. I'm tired of it. I'm scared of needles. I hate needles. With a passion, I'm deathly terrified of needles. Not tattoo needles. Those are different. You should have seen me when I got my my second jab. Man, I was trying to I was trying to distract the the uh, the guy who was ministering the shot. I was I was asking him stuff like, "Hey." What do you aim for? And you just poke it in anywhere? Do you hit a vein? Go for the muscle? I was scared. And I still am. I still hate needles. That hasn't changed. But more than that, I'm tired of these new farm, big pharma billionaires getting money. Maybe they're trying to go for the first trillionaire. Because there have been 11 new billionaires that work in the pharmaceutical industry that were made that were made billionaires over this pandemic. And I bet you that's not a coincidence as far as 
the vaccine and the rollout and the money made off of that. And I just can't stand... Another thing that I can't stand is the constant divide and rift that's being created between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. I just recently logged out of my Facebook account. I'm only logging in from here on out to post on my podcast page because of this dumb piece of shit, asshole, coward, fear-mongering pussy that I, that I used to know, that I used to respect, that I have zero respect for now. He said, oh, the Christmas markets are being shut down. The unvaccinated are really pissing me off. And the first thing I thought of was, bitch, you need the fucking FBI watching your ass for saying that shit. It sounds like a fucking threat to me. I'm getting tired of them. What are you going to do, mow them down with a fucking machine gun? Go fuck yourself, asshole. The unvaccinated didn't shut the markets down. The government did. And I'm tired of people treating unvaccinated people like they're second-class citizens. I'm sick and tired of that shit, man. Yeah, I'm going to come at a crossroads soon because I bet you this fucking booster and next year's booster and next year's booster is going to be made mandatory for every human being. And the worst part is I explained this to my fiance and she didn't believe me. She probably still doesn't. But I don't know if you guys know, but all these coronavirus vaccines, the companies that that created them, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Zeneca, Sputnik, uh, Moderna, all, all, all those companies, they also have, with the vaccine and the vaccine rollout, liability protection. So they're not liable for anything that happens. So if I'm to get this booster, I get a blood clot, and I lose my arm, or I get a blood clot, then I have a heart attack, and then I die. They're not going to be held responsible. Nobody's going to get held responsible. And people are going to be like, oh, well... Well, oh, there's another uh, Trump voter that's not going to be able to vote in the next election. There was a kid who died of COVID a few months ago, and um, I think his parents were unvaccinated. And some, some dude on Twitter, some really cool guy, a uh, model citizen, was like, oh, good, fuck that kid. Um, That's one less Trumpy voter. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool guy, cool guy, you're definitely... You're definitely normal and right in the head. But moving on, I think that's the last... Oh, the last thing... There's a, a couple more things I want to talk about in regards to the vaccine and COVID. So I read this <laughs> this Daily Beast article. So it was like, oh, roaring home crowd welcomes still unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why this is still being talked about. Aaron Rodgers is allergic to an ingredient that's in the vaccine. So he can't get it. La, that's all there is to it. It's all there is to it. It's not. I was gonna say long story short, but there is no long story. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to tell a single fucking person why he's not getting the vaccine and why he hasn't gotten it. The problem that that a lot of people had was that he lied about it. But it's it's to avoid press, man. He doesn't like press. When his family was coming out and talking about, oh, we haven't seen a. A dime from him. He we haven't seen a penny from him. He never. We he has a horrible relationship with us. He abandoned us once he got famous. All that bullshit. He doesn't like press. He knew he was gonna get the hate, and he was right. Because even though he's allergic to either something that's in the, it's like something in the needle or it's something that's in the vaccine, he's still getting hate. I have some huge Green Bay Packers 
fans that are in my family and then and uh friends that I'm friends uh family friends. And they were all that's a, Aaron Rodgers is their hero and they're like, Oh, are we surprised you're such an arrogant prick? I'm like, No, you're an arrogant fucking prick. It's none of your goddamn business. I remember just a little over two years ago, a little over uh no, about two years ago when it was when it was a a violation, a HIPAA violation to demand that someone shows their medical history. But now it's normal. Where I live, you have to show it every time you go into a restaurant. You can't sit indoors, and it's too cold to sit outdoors. Um, you have to violate your HIPAA rights and your HIPAA protections just to eat at a fucking restaurant. And a lot of people are like, ooh, ooh, more freedoms, more freedoms. Yeah, more freedoms. In in probably a year or six months, when you're also fucking tired of getting jabbed and feeling sick for a couple days, and you're tired of wearing the mask, and you're tired of not being able to go to the movie theater, or insert any of the million things that you, you've had robbed from you because of this bullshit pandemic that should be endemic, you're going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have said muff freedoms. That's how it starts. You give them an inch, they take a mile. And in this case... We gave him a few months. We gave we gave him a few weeks to flatten the curve, and we are approaching two years. We're approaching two years of this bullshit. <sighs> the last thing I want to talk about there is a good. There's a little bit of good news um, in regards to the vaccine mandates, but we really have one main guy that's fighting this, and he has my full support, Ron DeSantis. So Florida has the second lowest COVID either death rates or infection rates, or it might be both. And when you when you discount the, I think they have the oldest population in the United States, or the uh, second oldest population in the United States, when you discount the elderly deaths, Florida by far is handling COVID best. And they have no mask mandates, they have no vaccine mandates, and DeSantis is still having meetings, he's still convening special sessions to fight these mandates that Joe Biden and co are pushing. And there are other states that are also fighting back against these mandates. And I hope, I truly hope, but I'm not very optimistic. I hope that they can continue to stand their ground and keep pushing because I've talked about it before. I'm not going to repeat myself. Vaccine mandates suck. Anybody who disagrees, feel free to explain to me why. I'll leave the uh I'll leave the the questions part open for you to tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why kids need to should be mandated to get vaccines when they're not getting sick and dying that much. Tell me why an out of date old vaccine is getting pushed when it was for COVID-19. It is now 2021. And we are a couple variants past. Why are people getting forced to put an outdated vaccine into their body? That doesn't prevent the spread. It decreases the chance of spread by a tiny bit. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the the molecular biology and the molecular chemistry of the saliva in your mouth, the fumes, the, the carbon dioxide, and the water vapor in your lungs. It doesn't change what's in your mucus. It doesn't change what's on your hands and what sits sits on surfaces. So at the end of the day, I want you to explain to me, without being an asshole. Maybe I'm being I'm not being an asshole. I'm being reasonable if if I'm being fair. 
And I, I know probably only one person is going to even keep saying the same bullshit that I've, that I've disagreed with a lot. But I appreciate that person anyways. And I know he's in support of mandates. He says they're, no, they're soft mandates. You, you can, you can test out. And that's not true. That's not the case for a lot of places like New York, which I talked about in the past. So I challenge anybody out there who's listening to this podcast, that one dick that keeps disliking my episodes. It's only been two episodes that they've disliked. If you can explain to me why these mandates are appropriate, we can talk about it. Hell, if I have to keep talking about this COVID shit, I might hang myself by the dick upside down with uh, my sunglasses on, of course. But I'll even Skype with you and we can talk about it. We can have a civil discussion and maybe you can change my mind. I highly doubt it, though. So the last couple things I wanted to talk about. Let me pull this up real quick. Get that this awesome meme. Um, so... For those of you who don't know the the uh, the COP26 actually broke the record this year, so it's a climate change conference. Obviously, it says it right here. The COP26, which was just held a couple days ago, it broke the record for carbon emissions emitted with all the people that had to be flown in. And Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh on Flagrant Two brought up a good point. They were like, "Why can't we zoom this shit? We zoomed it last year when the pandemic was just hitting hard." Why can't we just zoom these people in? Why Why do you have to... Like, being there in person is not going to change the climate. You guys can talk about whatever grand ideas. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure that there are good ideas that are created and discussed and proposed at, at the, these conventions. But it's just kind of ironic that the COP26 broke the record for carbon emissions emitted by the amount of traveling that had been done by private jet. Leonardo DiCaprio must have been there. The last thing I wanted to talk about is a funny bit of uh, culture. So Tim Dillon. Oh, that's the other podcast. Of course I listen to Tim Dillon. Everything Tim Dillon's on. Like I said, I hate Zoom podcasts, but Tim Dillon even did a Zoom podcast on uh, Joey Diaz podcast, The Joint. And I listened to, listened to that shit. Tuesdays with Stories, Mark Norman and Joe List. They, they did a Zoom podcast. I listened and it was fucking hilarious. Those are the only two guys I'm going to listen to a Zoom podcast for. Oh yeah, and then Artie Lang. Artie Lang's back. I'm happy he's not dead. And I think all of his guests, or most of his guests are, uh, they they uh, they do Zooms, I think. But So, Michael Shea, he is a, uh, he's a, the Saturday Night Live, um, one sec. He's the he's one of the lead writers for Saturday Night Live. And recently he was one of the writers for a skit that was really cringe. You guys should go watch this. So it's this one right here. I'm not going to play it of course because I'm going to get copyright striked and then NBC is going to take my channel down for a week or something. But Pete Davidson, unfunny comedian, never said a funny thing in his life. The only thing that ever made me kind of chuckle was the first time that, out of the million times that he's made a joke about his dad dying in 9-11. And it's the only thing that's remotely funny, and it's not even in his control. But Pete Dav Davidson put on a bald cap, was eating peanuts, and Big Bird was talking about getting vaccinated, and then Ted Cruz was 
mad about the Sesame Street and Big Bird tweeting like kids have fucking Twitter in there. They're like, oh, mom, I want to go get fucking vaccinated now because Big Bird. Who the fuck watches Sesame Street? No one watches Sesame Street. I always found it creepy. Whenever they had the parade and someone someone at school was like, oh, did you watch the parade? And I was like, I'd be like, no, man. I like women. I didn't watch the Sesame Street parade. The fuck out of here. Grow up. Um, but so there was this cringe skit where Pete Davidson was eating. He didn't even sound like Joe Rogan in his impression. He was talking about taking horse medicine, which has been debunked time and time again. I keep getting flagged on my social media for it, but at the end of the day, at the least, I'm wrong. But so are the people that are shutting it down saying, oh, ivermectin can't do this or it can't do that. It's being studied right now. There are clinical trials being done right now. And uh, yeah, the the skit was cringe. So Tim Dillon greatest comic alive he he was uh making some tweets about it and then michael shea of course he's got a new special coming out he's got to defend his craft he dissed tim dylan he was talking about how he's a sweet sweet guy he's humble in real life um yeah he makes only 188k on patreon every month but guy's a failed comic now he's just a media personality so tim dylan in his latest episode tore michael shea a new one and he talked about how he's doing pretty good for a drunk and a hack and Saturday Night Live is garbage and hasn't been funny since like the 70s. And it was really funny. Uh, I don't really know too much about Michael Shea from like comedians and fellow podcasters. They've all said that he's a funny guy and both guys are really funny and they're both really important for this new wave of alt media. And there are a couple people that think that this is completely just fabricated and it's uh blown out of proportion by michael shea to promote his special and it's possible because when you go to netflix uh i think it's on netflix i think it's coming out today or tomorrow when you go to netflix there's no dislike button actually there is a dislike button but it doesn't take money away from the person you click on the second you click on that the guy's making money or however netflix deal deals work i don't know but i will be i'm gonna have a show i have a conspiracy theory show that i'm gonna write and it um i'm gonna pitch it to netflix one day it's basically the gist of it is a sh it's each episode is going to be a different conspiracy theory and it's going to be the world or the state or country and how it would run if said conspiracy theory is real so the very first episode is going to i don't want to spoil it too much but it's going to be called hitler in argentina i'm sure if you know anything about history you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but i'm going to pitch that show to netflix one day and yeah, if if this pandemic keeps rolling, that might be a big show. I might make some Squid Game money from that. Which I heard actually, the writer got a flat fee. Which I hope Netflix is like, hey man, you made us the most money that any, and you had the most successful show in Netflix history. We'll give you a little bonus. I'm sure they will. I haven't heard any complaints about how Netflix handles and treats their clients, but. So the last little bit about that Tim Dillon and Michael Shea thing. So Annie Letterman, for anybody who, who doesn't know her, she's a female comedian, of course. Um, she got famous by, during the Trump administration, becoming a ball-busting, male-hating, hack, female comedian, feminist. Um, Trump made her so mad. He affected her life so hard. 
and uh, completely ruined her chances of being happy and living her life. And she became like a man-hating comedian, and then she kind of came back out of the dark. But she's not that funny. But she did say something kind of funny. She was like, uh, I'm funnier than Michael Shea and Tim Dillon, which I thought was hilarious because she's she's never said a funny thing in her entire life. But that all being said, that's the episode. I tried my best not to trail off. I try to give some coherent thoughts. I'm sure some people will complain. I know one person who will complain, but he can suck my dick. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'm the merch thing is kind of on a hold right now for some reason my card kept getting it kept rejecting my uh so I designed merch I got the design I mean I put it on some shirts some hoodies um I even had a kid-friendly design which is just my podcast thumbnail and it's like the hoodie I wore the other day with uh with my podcast logo on it so I was trying to order samples so I could make sure that it was good quality because I'm not going to sell some garbage I'm not going to be that guy that just puts one little square on a on a hoodie and sells it for 75 bucks or 95 bucks and it's like oh it's limited edition and then shipping costs 25 dollars and it's free if you order five million dollars worth of merch i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna get some samples i'm gonna wear it on the podcast you guys can give me feedback and like i said all the proceeds every single cent is going to go to a charity either related to my brother from another mother that succumbed to his battle of against depression recently or something related to mental health and suicide awareness so all the money is going to go to a charity that's going to come in the near future what else is there any other announcements i have um i think that's it please please like the video or dislike it give me feedback you can all dislike it i'll just be happy that people are paying attention and they're giving me feedback because constructive criticism never hurt anybody and all that being said as always Stay safe, stay away from those crazies out there, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.